Welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Over the next hour, you will hear raw, honest, and inspiring conversation between Lindsay and her guests, discussing how to thrive, live joyfully, and abundantly in spite of life's challenges. Now, here is your host, Lindsay McCowan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically. I'm your host, Lindsay McCowan, and it's such a pleasure to be here as always. I've been saying recently on the last few shows how blessed I feel to be having this opportunity to really dive into topics that are really resonant, not just for myself, but for a lot of women and men out there. And this show is no different. Today, however, I will not have a guest on the show. It will just be me today. Oh, I'm not even going to say just me. It is me today. Um, So we're going to eliminate the just from our, our vocabulary, especially for women. So before I dive in to this topic of you know, what is the divine feminine? This is what we're going to talk about today because there's been a lot of talk, more and more talk, especially in spiritual communities that we are moving into a divine feminine awakening. So on today's show, we will explore what is the divine feminine? What does the manifestation of divine feminine energy look like? How do we do it? And why is it important regardless of gender expression or identity? So before we dive into this big topic, let's take a moment to do what we always do on this show. The beginning of every show, we take this moment to connect to each other. And the way that we can do that is claim some space right now, simply by stopping whatever you are doing, setting aside all the busyness busyness of your day to simply be here in this moment, claim this space, claim this time, claim this moment. And if you like, you can place your hands on your body. Oftentimes I love to put my hand on my chest and the other hand on my belly, close my eyes and take a deep, deep breath in and a full breath out. So by stopping and pausing and breathing, we reclaim this moment in time. We're not giving it over to our past or to our future, but we're holding what is most precious for all of us is this moment in time because it's the only one we truly have. So we take a deep breath in and out through the nose and feeling the belly rise underneath one palm and the chest rising under the other. And this gentle hugging in as we exhale. And by reclaiming this space and connecting to our breath, we are reconnecting to a part of ourselves that holds great wisdom. Our intuitive wisdom, the wisdom of our bodies, the wisdom of our breath, the wisdom of our ancestors. And you're welcome to stay here and continue to simply breathe and listen to this show. As long as you wish. And so for every human being on this planet, every one of us has both divine, feminine, and masculine energies, regardless of gender or gender identity. And these are universal energies within all of us. 
These energies are realities and potentials within each of us. We have the masculine potential and we also have the feminine potential. So it's not one or the other. One isn't better than the other. We have both. And if we look to ancient Chinese philosophy, they use the yin-yang symbol to represent these two opposing forces. And they show them as interconnected counterbalancing and complementing each other. They're actually holding each other in a harmonious balance. And, you know, if we are born male or female, what happens is we tend to have certain tendencies reinforced in us by the society in which we live. And biologically, there will be more, you know, more likely that we'll have certain tendencies than the others, not always, but often. And as we grow, we start to nurture those tendencies, the ones that we, especially the ones that we've been taught and have been ingrained in us by our parents, whoever are our caregivers, by society or culture. And so we start to nurture those tendencies and usually one more than the other. And when we relate to other people in our environment, we're relating to them through those lenses, either through more of a masculine lens or more of a feminine lens. Now, all of us, every single one of us has been living in and under a hyper-masculine culture for millennia. So it has become normal and expected to deny our feminine spirit because for thousands of years, the feminine has been seen as weaker, less valuable, something to be acquired, conquered, or used for personal pleasure. And even in modern times, we are still denying our feminine spirit because if we don't, then we're not going to fit in as much. And so we have to integrate and follow a patriarchal system that has forgotten half of its nature. Remember the yin-yang symbol. The masculine is one half. The feminine is the other. Excuse me. I had to cough there for a little bit. So In modern times, we're denying our feminine spirit as we try to fit in, integrate, and follow a patriarchal system. And so the part of ourselves that we have forgotten under a patriarchal lens, you know it, the feminine. And our culture no longer fully understands what the feminine is because we've been denying it for such a long time. And so when you forget something, how can you possibly honor it or value it as important? And so, because we've been looking through things through a masculine for so, lens for so long, we look through that lens as a model to our success and our happiness. And we've become to believe that, and this is whether it's consciously or subconsciously, that one half, the masculine, is better because that's the lens we've always been looking through. And so, for millennia, the feminine spirit has been denied and seen as less valuable, messy, or weak, and really subservient to masculine aspects. And this is in all genders. So if we look again at the yin-yang symbol, we can see that if we neglect and undernourish any part of ourselves, we're going to disrupt the harmony. And this is the harmony within our bodies, our minds, our hearts, and our spirits. And if we have a disharmony within all those aspects of who we are, it's going to flow outward and have a disheart, create a disharmony and a disruption 
in our relationships and our communities and our policies and our systems and our culture everywhere across the world. And so by neglecting our innate feminine powers and predominantly following a masculine approach, our feminine capacities quickly get drained and can go dormant while the other half, the masculine becomes inflamed and can actually turn toxic. Because if you think about inflammation, if we have inflammation that can lead to toxicity in the body, it can lead to inflamed thoughts that can become toxic, inflamed emotions that can turn toxic. And this disrupts our connection to spirit. And so when the masculine aspect becomes inflamed, its natural tendency to protect, because the masculine tendency is to protect out of love, which is a beautiful thing. But if it becomes inflamed, what happens is that tendency to protect out of love actually turns into trying to control out of fear. And we see this in all aspects of our life. We can see it in our personal relationships, our communities, our work, our politics, all of our systems. We see it in our healthcare system, educational systems. We see it in religions. And we even see it in our yoga and spiritual practices. And I'll share more about that later. We are constantly pushing hard to have control over something, someone, or some experience. And this distorted hunger for control, it can never be satiated because what we're missing is not something outside of it. It's not something that can be acquired or controlled. It is something within us. So this masculine shadow aspect of insatiable hunger actually disempowers us. And this can be confusing because for a long time, it's been what we've used to acquire what we have in our lives. And But it's actually, again, disrupting harmony within us. And it will lead, and it has been leading for a long time to disruption in our environment, our health, every aspect of our life. It's been weakening our communities for a very long time. It's destroying our trust in our government. It's ravaging our environment. And it has definitely become toxic to our minds. We're seeing this all the time. We see it played out over and over again in the news and on social media. And this is causing a great disruption in our body because we are starting to disconnect so far from nature that we are no longer in a natural rhythm of life because we are part of nature. And we're trying to live outside of nature. What organism that is part of nature can live outside of its home and actually survive and thrive? And so the divine feminine is the yin to the divine masculine's yang, if we're still looking at that ancient Chinese yin-yang symbol. And the divine feminine is the complement that balances and grounds a person, connecting them to earth and to their self. That's what the capital S, so higher self. It is a powerful yet gentle energy. Now, just because it's gentle doesn't mean it's not powerful. It's actually an incredibly powerful energy that can be seen in nature. And it is a crucial part of restoring harmony to our world, our inner and outer worlds which has become unbalanced due to this erasure of this energy of the divine feminine. 
And so we experience this imbalance of feminine and masculine energies, as I've mentioned before, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So it affects all aspects. And so when our masculine energies are inflamed, these are some of the signs of that. What happens is we start to put individual needs over community and the environment. And it becomes a toxic individualistic approach to life that my individual goals are more important than anyone else's goals. And I will do anything to achieve those. And regardless of who it harms, that's a toxic individual approach. And whoever, and it, this is also how we approach our environment. I'm going to use whatever resources I need at the expense of the environment just so that I can achieve what I want in my life. And so that's when our hyper, our masculine energy gets out of balance. And it also shows up when we have this idea that we have to be the best. We have to be number one and win at all cost. And it also shows up when we start to believe that we have to do it all on our own to prove our worth. If you do it all on your own, then guess what? You're the best and you've definitely proven yourself to be better than everyone else. And that that means that you're more valuable. What you have to offer is more valuable. And when we tend to separate ourselves from the pack, we think that we stand out. Instead of celebrating unity and valuing community and support that can come from community and collaboration, and a hypermasculine approach is that we're taught that competition is more important than collaboration. And so we have this survival of the fittest mentality instead of a mentality of love and collaboration, which, by the way, in Darwin's famous The Descent of Man, he only mentioned the phrase survival of the fittest twice. That's it. Only two times. And yet this phrase is thrown out all the time. But interestingly enough, he mentions love 95 times. Survival of the fittest twice, love 95 times. But what gets picked up when we have looking through a hypermasculine lens, we focus on the competition, the survival of the fittest. We're not even seeing the love, which is more of a feminine aspect. And he actually notes in his book that it is humankind's ability to cooperate, not compete, and his ability to sympathize, not dominate that allows our species to grow and to evolve. So we need that aspect of the divine feminine, the love in order for us to grow, evolve, and expand our consciousness. Without it, we are not expanding and growing our consciousness. So a hyper-masculine approach has a rigid, linear way of thinking that doesn't allow for spontaneity, creativity, or flow, and it denies rest as necessary and sacred. Instead, we put those that burn the candle at both ends or work 16 hours or more a day who exhaust themselves to the, to the, you know, just to achieve success on a pedestal. And we judge those that don't work as much, who rest and play more. We actually judge them critically. We might be envious of them, but we still admire those that work hard to the point of exhaustion more than we admire those that 
do less work and have more play. And so these are just some of those indicators when the, the masculine is out of balance. And when we come back, I want to share with you some of the feminine energies, how we can know when the feminine is starting to become depleted or undernourished. So, and during this break, stay with me though, definitely go to my website. My website is my name, Lindsay McCowan, that's L-Y-N-S-I-E-M-C-K-E-O-W-N.com. And go in there and sign up for my newsletter because what's going to happen is when you sign up for my newsletter, I'm going to send you some practices that are actually going to help you get grounded, really connect to some earth energy, which is divine feminine. And I'm going to talk even more about that, but you have an opportunity now to go ahead and grab those three practices. One's a meditation, one's a breathing practice, and one's a yoga nidra. So we'll be right back after this short break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the Divine Feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful, magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv slash goddess to sign up today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Thriving Unapologetically. I'm your host, Lindsay McCowan. And on today's show, we're exploring what the divine feminine is how to awaken her, and why it is actually really important for us to start to honor the divine feminine again. So before the break, we were talking about how the masculine is is just as important as the feminine, but when it gets 
out of balance, when we focus on one aspect more than the other, it can cause disharmony in all aspects of our lives, our minds, our bodies, our hearts, our spirits, our communities, our work, our relationships, everything is affected if we don't have that harmony between both of these energies. And now I wanted to share with you some of the indicators that your feminine energies may require some nurturance. And some of these might surprise you. So it shows up, as I mentioned, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So let's start with the physical. The physical symptoms may include a feeling of being overworked, exhausted, running on adrenaline. So it's kind of that um, feeling like you're wired and tired at the same time. Our guest Stacey Sims back in the fall shared with us that, that, that sense of being wired and tired. And the Experiencing of creative blockages can be a symptom that your feminine nature is not being attended to. And there's also this interesting uh, feeling of a tense or knotted belly that comes with a denial, denial of our feminine spirit, as well as frequent physical illnesses, because it is the, the feminine aspects that are actually healing and nurturing us. And some mental indicators that we may uh, be experiencing a lack of feminine energy is that we have this tendency to be really negative all the time. We constantly have negative disempowering thoughts and there's a tendency to focus on what is wrong rather than what is beautiful. So look at our culture right now. Look at the news. That is a toxic masculine lens that we are looking through all the time in the news. And even social media, even though there's beautiful aspects of social media, some aspects can be predominantly negative or create negative disempowering feelings within us when we look at it. Emotional cues may include feelings of depression, jealousy, resentment, and anger. And so just think about that. We have a, women can have, can have a tendency of having a lot of rage because our divine feminine nature has been suppressed for such a long time we can have these moments of anger and rage coming up and frustration and resentment because half of ourselves has been denied and we've been viewed through a lens that says you're not worthy. And spiritual signs may manifest as a sense of disconnection, emptiness, cynicism, confusion. I know I felt that one a lot, feeling hardened and alienated and actually starved for something more fulfilling because as, as I mentioned before, you know, we have that insatiable hunger, but we're trying to fill it with things that actually can never fill us. And what we're really hungry for is that part of ourselves that we have been denying. And so for me, it has shown up in a, gosh, almost all of those I've experienced at some point in time. And especially a few years ago, I was following all the rules of trying to grow my business as an entrepreneur and doing all the things. I've been had, had hired coaches, I had read books, I had done webinars, I'd done all these things. And I was following the framework, a patriarchal, hyper-masculine view of approach to how to do business. And it was leading me to burnout. It was exhausting me. And I was confused. I was feeling frustrated. I wasn't feeling supported. I wasn't feeling held. I was so overwhelmed. I was feeling the the, the financial constraints. I was starting to feel a lot of fear, like every day there was fear. And there's also that sense of competition. Everyone else was doing it better than me. I was starting to feel not enough. And 
I had to pull back and realize that's not the right approach because what I teach is this awakening of the feminine. And here I was trying to fit myself into a masculine approach, which was never going to work. And so I had to pull way back, so far back, it was really uncomfortable. And I think I talked about this in the very first episode I've ever done for Women Thriving Unapologetically and how that looked, how I had to start over. And not that we ever really start over, right? I had a nice foundation of a lot of things and it was really just a re-examining, like how can I bring in a more feminine approach? And I'm still learning how, and this is part of what we learn here on Women Thriving Unapologetically. We have amazing guests that come on and show us different ways that we can bring the feminine back online so that we can become more alive in this life and lead the way for other generations. And so by awakening the divine feminine, we start to feel this experience of embodiment, of courage and vulnerability at the same time, passion and spaciousness. And so embracing both the divine feminine and the divine masculine, because I'm not telling you one is better than the other. I'm just saying one has been neglected and we need to pay attention to those neglected parts. But by paying attention to both of them and embracing both of them and knowing that both are moving from a wounded place and we start to heal those wounds and all of the energies that have been repressed or inflamed, (laughs) we start to heal those and we start to bring ourselves back into wholeness. And so let me go through a little bit more about what the divine feminine is. Because if I had to encapsulate the divine feminine in one word, one word, and that's not easy because the divine feminine is a lot of things, it would be wisdom. She is actually the ancient symbol of wisdom throughout all cultures. All ancient cultures saw the divine feminine as the symbol of wisdom. And this wisdom still lies within our DNA, our soul, and in nature. And the divine feminine was actually the tree of life. And it was the Deuteronomist that distorted the creation story so that the feminine became the origin of sin. And so the divine feminine is the counterpart and the balance to the divine masculine. Now, I'm not going to go into details on the Deuteronomist and the history here because I have an amazing guest coming up on June 22nd, Betty Kovacs, and she's an expert on this. She has done immense amount of research and she has spent her life studying this and she's going to take us through the journey of our history and her story. And so, but for today, just know that the divine feminine was actually the symbol of wisdom and that it she is the yin to the divine masculine's yang. And when these two qualities are embraced in a person, it can result in an overall balance and groundedness to the earth, into one's higher self. So she's the thread that allows us to pull in all that wisdom from higher self from the earth and ground it in our hearts. She's that connection to the earth, to the heavens, that pulls that information into the soul at the heart. But when denied, it throws off that harmony. Again, body, mind, and hearts disconnect from spirit. And that is what we are thirsting for, that connection to spirit. We try to find it through all these different ways. We're trying to control the body. We're trying to control the mind. We're trying to control our breath. We're trying to control, you know, what our hearts are telling us. But it's really about coming back to that sacred thread 
that reunites us to this wisdom, to our connection to spirit. And the divine feminine energy is grounded and in, is it actually a grounded and intuitive force that is deeply connected to earth and to nature. And it guides us back to the wisdom of nature, helps us reconnect to our soul, provides us with a solid foundation. Now we need a solid foundation that we can root into if we are going to grow. Think, you know, think about a a massive oak tree needs a lot of soil, a lot of wide, strong foundation to root into to become as massive as it becomes. And so do we. And so despite being a receptive energy, the divine feminine is also a fierce and protective energy. It nurtures those it cares for, including itself, including itself, ladies. It is far from passive, but it also has the capacity to allow. And what it's allowing is rest, space, and time. Rest, space, and time. Now, I I guarantee you almost everyone listening to this is like, oh my gosh, I do not have enough time. I do not have enough space. I'm not getting enough rest. And if you're saying that, then you're denying part of your feminine nature. And so rather than enforcing a constant stream of productivity and labor, the divine feminine embraces the cycles of life in the ebb and flow of nature. It is a sensual force and it takes time to notice the feelings in our bodies and the beauty of life around us. We have to slow down and be willing to stop and pause and breathe to experience that beauty. If we're moving too fast, we don't see it, we don't connect to it, and we forget about it. And so the energy of the divine feminine can be found everywhere in nature, the moon, the oceans, the trees, in their cycle of death and rebirth. It is wild and untamed, yet soft, quiet, and still. And so the erasure of the divine feminine energy in our patriarchal society has caused a significant imbalance, particularly in those who were assigned male at birth, because this imbalance has given rise to rampant wounded feminine and masculine energies, resulting in a systematic inequality among individuals. And this has happened through different genders, races, and classes different than the dominant wealthy white male identity. So to restore that balance to ourselves, to our minds, to our nature, to our environment, to each other, our communities, it is crucial to embrace both the divine feminine and the divine masculine and tend to those wounded aspects that have suppressed these qualities. These energies are interdependent and they you know, and an imbalance can give rise to really detrimental traits, unsavory, unpleasant traits that hinder our ability to connect with the divine as a whole. And so, what are the divine feminine qualities? Divine feminine energy can be characterized by a lot of different things. We look to nature for that receptivity, intuition, supportedness, groundedness, empathy, nourishment compassion, trust, creativity, and wild freedom. 
Now, when the divine feminine gets in balance, it gives rise to the wounded feminine traits, which I mentioned before. And these include insecurity, manipulation, neediness, codependency, inauthenticity, judgment, criticism, a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, lack in faith, lack in life, you know, lack in yourself, inability to really trust yourself. And if these traits become dominant, it's an indication, it's that's another indication. It's time to reconnect to your feminine nature. And let's talk, let's just go ahead and move into like, well, how do we do that? Okay, I hear what you're saying, Lindsay, but how do we do that? Well, there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. And so it involves nurturing and balancing those feminine qualities. And the way that we do that is we can start with self-nurturance. Now, notice I didn't say self-care. If you want to know the difference between self-nurturance and self-care, definitely listen to the episode with Amy Reich. It was such an eye-opening episode because we talk a lot about self-care in our culture nowadays. It's a a huge business. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar business. So, but what about self-nurturance? This is when we're prioritizing our physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Yes. But one way that we nurture ourselves, it's not going to get a pedicure or a massage necessarily. It's about taking time to rest. Rest is a form of protest. Rest is a sacred practice because when you are well-rested, guess what? You have greater access to inner wisdom, higher consciousness, and this ability to connect to spirit, soul, and nature more easily. You have access to all that information and wisdom, and you become more powerful. You become more empowered. And if you're constantly in a state of overwhelm, anxiety, stress, exhaustion, you don't have access to that. And you become more and more disempowered. So it is a radical radical protest when you say, I am going to take time to rest so that I can get connected to my power. And we all know this. If you're, you know, when you have a really great night of rest, you wake up feeling so much better and feel alive and sparked. And, you know, I call it sparked up. (laughs) That sounds a little weird, but. And so another way that we connect to our divine feminine is through meditation Now, don't see meditation as yet another thing to do, but as a thread, a beautiful sacred thread that can guide you to your intuition and it can steady you so that you can trust yourself and life again. And journaling. Now, I resisted journaling for a really long time because I was like, oh, it's just another thing. But if you do it, especially after meditation or other practices that help you feel centered and grounded, it can be an incredibly powerful tool to connect you with your divine feminine energy. It allows you to really connect to your thoughts, feelings, and and insights kind of coming in that you might not have gotten otherwise because your mind just takes over. And this is actually bringing in intuitive wisdom so that you can gain a greater and deeper understanding of yourself and your inner world. And you may find that you get these messages from guidance and your intuition or higher self, which leads me to, okay, another way that we nurture the feminine is to start to listen to that intuition. When you start to pay attention to your dreams or your inner voice and your body sensations, you start to develop a more greater intuitive ability and your intuition strengthens. You know, as I mentioned through meditation and actually all the methods I'm sharing will help heighten your intuition. And you start to begin to understand 
how your intuition shows up for you. It's unique for you. And you'll start to great, develop a greater trust in your inner wisdom. And it's important that you not only listen to your intuition, but you take action. If you're being guided to take action, then do that because it will strengthen your intuitive capacities. Okay, I have more to share with you on how you can connect your divine feminine energy, but we are up to our second break in the show. So don't forget to go to my website, lindsaymccowan.com and sign up for my newsletter so you can get those three practices that will help you feel deeply grounded and supported and start that process of connecting to your divine feminine nature. So when we come back, I'm going to share with you some more ways to connect to your divine feminine powers. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv slash goddess to sign up today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Hello and welcome back to Women Thriving Unapologetically. And before the break, we were talking about the importance of the divine feminine and how you can connect to the divine feminine nature or energy that's within you. And we talked about self-nurturance and meditation and journaling and listening to your intuition But I also want to share with you the importance of embracing your creativity. And this is important because it allows you to explore your creative side through art and music and dance and writing, gardening, or any form of self-expression helps you connect to your feminine nature. 
And this will help lead you to starting to embrace your body and your sensuality because our relationship with our bodies, women, is intricate and multifaceted. And unfortunately, the dominant culture has conditioned us to view our bodies as something to be at war with, constantly comparing ourselves to an unrealistic standard of feminine beauty that is not, it's not attainable. And it, for most of us, and it leaves us feeling exhausted and defeated. And we've been, been bombarded with negative imagery and stories that fail to celebrate the diversity of real women of all ages, shapes, and sizes. And the natural functions of the feminine body have been stigmatized and portrayed as inconvenient and something to be hidden away. And this distorted perspective has, has polluted our self-image and distanced us from our inherent feminine power. And this has shown up as now we're being taught not to trust our intuitive wisdom. And over time, we've stopped listening to our bodies altogether. So it's important to recognize and honor your body's natural beauty and wisdom your body is a mirror of nature and it is a sacred temple that houses the soul. So how would you treat Mother Nature? How would you walk through a holy temple? And so another way we can nurture our divine feminine is really be a part of a community, build supportive relationships. If you listen to my solo show, The Five Steps to Thriving Unapologetically, you may recall that community is one key to thriving so when you are part of a nurturing and supportive community, you can be held and supported in a way that allows for deep healing and transformation to happen. And you will realize you're not alone. You're not too much. You're not too little. You're not crazy. You're not unlovable. Community is a source of empowerment, trust, and compassion, which leads me to the next one, which is self-compassion. Self-compassion is the jewel to restoring the divine feminine in our modern society, women are indoctrinated to be overly critical of themselves, constantly striving for self-improvement, measuring themselves against an unhappy, unhealthy masculine ideal of success. And this conditioning fosters a sense of inadequacy and competition with other women. So to counter this, to counteract this harmful conditioning, we must prior prioritize self-compassion and also extend this compassion to other women. By practicing self-compassion, we heal the wounds that have been inflicted upon our bodies, minds, all of ourselves through self-criticism, self-harm, self-hatred, self-judgment. And this is an essential piece. You've been hearing me talk how the divine feminine is in nature. And so by going out into nature and spending time in nature without any goal-oriented activity, don't take your device, don't go out there for, you know, to have a specific you know, athletic goal, just be in nature, observe the cycles of life. I mean, we just celebrated Earth Day. And this is an, there is an ancient hymn in yoga I want to share with you. It's called the Bhumi Sukta. And Bhu means earth. So just think of earth as your boo. And it comes from one of the oldest texts we have in yoga, in the yoga tradition. It comes from the Vedas. And it is considered one of the oldest prayers to the earth. And it is a beautiful illustration of the environmental consciousness around 2,500 years ago. And some of the insights from this hymn I find incredible. I will, I'll just share a few with you. That the earth is the witness to our past, present, and future. And it is upon her body that our great ancestors lived and fulfilled their lives and purpose. And that it will walk upon her body as well. And so her body is a platform to evolve and progress and 
be part of this expansion of consciousness. And it's actually our sacred duty to live and uphold this responsibility because when consciousness expands, we can find solutions to complex problems and change the trajectory of our lives and our world. And our lives are inseparable from the earth. Bhumi Sukta says this, that we all hold the same elements within us as the earth. They knew this 2,500 years ago and that we are part of her natural rhythm. And this is the part that I really want you to hear. This is an ancient text. It says that the energy that upholds all life on earth is Shakti. Now, Shakti is Sanskrit for the divine feminine. The divine feminine upholds all life on earth. So when we honor the earth, we honor the divine feminine. And when we honor the divine feminine, we honor the earth. And we can bring ourselves back into harmony, both within us and all around us. And we come back to this understanding that, ah, it's community, it's collaboration and oneness. And how we, this is how we begin to heal ourselves in our world at a very deep level, personally and collectively. So in bringing ourselves back into harmony, we change the trajectory of our lives and the world in which we live. So modern culture, even many modern styles of yoga, I told you I'd come back to the yoga. <laughs> it has erased the connection that we have to the divine feminine. But we can reawaken these soul scenes if we start to focus on more than just the physical practices, not making yoga only a workout or a goal to push ourselves into extreme postures or sweat as much as we can or put on, put as many postures in one practice as possible. This is, these, these tendencies are all indicative of moving from a toxic masculine approach. And we don't realize that because it's just the way we do everything. And I did this for many years and I loved it. I love the hot yoga classes and the power yoga classes and getting as many crazy postures in as I could until I found another way that cracked me open to the depths that I had been actually aching for a long time. I didn't even know what I was aching for until I found Tantra yoga. Now, Tantra is not sex. Okay. Let's just get that off the table right now. It's, it's just a misnomer. It's something that our culture focuses on because sex sells, okay? There are aspects of Tantra that can and have been used to enha enhance sexual experiences. But Tantra at its core is an ancient practice of yoga that has roots in honoring the divine feminine in nature. It is a science, a methodology, and a philosophy that weaves the divine and threads of wisdom back into one's life. And restart to re it restores those soul seeds and our those deep, deep parts of ourselves that we have forgotten. And Tantra has a deep reverence for nature and the wisdom she holds within her body. And recall that your body is a mirror of nature. So Tantra, you learn how to really honor your body. And Tantra teaches that the divine feminine is a source of grace that can catalyze the hidden powers that you have within you. And through Tantra Yoga, you can remember that you are inseparable from each other and the earth. And so when you tap into this energy, it connects you to your highest potential for understanding and taking action. Because this is why Tantra Yoga is an essential tool that I use 
to restore and reawaken the divine feminine within me in my life. Because yoga is both a remembering and a forgetting. My constantly, I won't say constantly, it's a consistent practice. By consistently practicing yoga, you remember who you are, why you are here, and that you are deeply connected to ancient wisdom, the earth, and each other. You're not separate. You're not meant to focus on just yourself and your goals. While you forget the dialogue, you know, you're starting to remember this. And at the same time, you're forgetting the dialogue that has kept you feeling disconnected, fearful, alone, or stuck. Feeling like you have to do everything on your own and you have to push so daggone hard because you have to do everything on your own. And so, hence, Tantra Yoga becomes this empowering practice that has far greater depth than just doing the physical asanas, which are postures in yoga. And what happens is that by stopping us, if we just stop at the physical postures, what happens is that we deny a deeper experience. We deny a connection to the divine feminine, especially if we are just using it as a workout or to relieve stress. So if you choose to embrace yoga for all it has to offer, it can become a catalyst for real change. The remembering of the connection and the forgetting of the separation happens faster. And this is where we start to find our true power again, because we're bringing harmony back in. We're balancing the toxic masculine. We're trying, we're bringing that back into a more balanced masculine by bringing in the divine feminine again to heal and nurture us. And this is why I bring in all aspects of yoga and all the ways that I just mentioned to awaken your feminine potential into my upcoming program, which is igniting your feminine powers. And this falls under the umbrella of women thriving unapologetically because now more than ever, women, ladies, this is so important for us to gather together in community and start to awaken these feminine energies so that we can experience life from a whole being. Because when you awaken parts of yourself that have been undernourished, guess what? You come back online, you're well fed, and you start to wake up to who you are and what is possible. As a result, you start to have more energy and you can navigate through challenges with more clarity and ease. You can find solutions to complex problems. You know your purpose and you can flow with the rhythms of life instead of being overwhelmed by it or exhausting yourself trying to control it. So accessing your divine feminine energies has a transformative effect that can unravel complex belief systems and free you from habits and patterns that keep you disempowered. The divine feminine energies can purify your emotional and mental states, heal deep wounding, and reconnect you to your inner wisdom so that you come alive and online again in ways that you have forgotten or never experienced. So for women, especially attuning to this divine feminine energy, offers a means of tapping into aspects of yourself and life that may have previously been overlooked or disregarded. So if you sense that there's something profoundly missing in a world in which the power of the divine feminine is not understood and in which women themselves are out of touch with their own power, then now is the time to step in. Because what we need more than ever is more women awakening to the divine feminine power to bring balance back in to our our own lives, to our culture, to our world. And I'm going to give you clear next steps. So grab a pen so you can write this down. 
And so what I'm going to ask you to do is to write this down. You're going to write down my website, L-Y-N-S-I-E-M-C-K-E-O-W-N.com. And then go to my website, click on the three-pack practices that you'll get, because this is going to include the breathing, meditation, and yoga nature I mentioned before. And this is going to give you the experience of nurturing yourself and connecting to earth energy, which is stability, groundedness, being held and supported, deeply nourished. So start to have those more of those experiences through these practices. And then while you're there on my webpage, scroll down and sign up for a complimentary one-on-one session with me. This is about an hour session that you get completely free on me so that you can understand what it is that you really want, what's getting in the way of that, and how you can bring in the feminine energies. And on that call, we'll also see if that upcoming program, Igniting Your Feminine Powers, is right for you. We'll have a discussion and you get to decide if it's good fit for you. Because I want women in to come in that feel aligned, not, not making a decision because you're afraid you're going to miss out, but stepping in because you feel alive and enlivened by this decision. Because it's, it is a profoundly transformative journey. Women from all over the globe gather to explore the relationship to the divine feminine, unravel those knots that keep them stuck in unhealthy patterns, habits, and thoughts, and reawaken the power of the divine feminine. So we'll be weaving ancient wisdom with modern neuroscience. You'll be getting coaching with me, mentorship from me. You'll be experiencing tantra yoga along with practical tools. And you'll also be exploring sacred rest so that you can get clearly aligned information and know what actions to take that will enable you to move through life from a more whole, fulfilled, and empowered place. So ladies, Let's rise and thrive together. Be sure to go grab that complimentary call on my website, lindsaymccowan.com, and we'll see if it's a good fit for you. And I look forward to having that one-on-one and just meeting meeting all of you. It's going to be exciting to see you and to connect with you in a different way than just this show. Okay, my friends, I'm sending you massive love and many blessings, and we'll be here next week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, much love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving Unapologetically. We hope we've inspired you to claim your birthright to thrive. Tune in next week where we will continue to give you the tools you need to flourish, prosper, and thrive. Until then, have a beautiful week.